This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to the latest Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo. I'm Joe Rimmer and it is the international break. Joining me to fill the void and try and find something to discuss for the next 30 minutes or so are three fine gentlemen. On my left is the tall man, Paul Ghost. How are you? How's Hello, the weather Joe. up there? Yes, very well. Uh, not bad. How are you? I'm good, thank yeah, you. Good. Yeah. Sitting facing opposite me is Theo Squires. How are you, Theo? Good, cheers, Joe. Very simple, I am. Nothing, yeah. nothing much else to say. International break, that's uh, not waste words. Not, well, <laughs> please, please do waste words, do the opposite. Just fill some time. And to my right is my right-hand man, Sean Bradbury. Hello. Hello. How you getting on? Moving house. Moving house, yeah. Keys tell us today. all about it. Tell us where you live. Uh, Don't tell Garston. us where you live. Don't, there, yeah. there could be some yeah, not, crazy not people. Not exact address, but um, yeah, moving to Garston. Um, a bit further down from where we've been in Egworth. Looking forward to it. You're a South Liverpool lad through and through, aren't you? Like myself. Yeah, yeah. keep it yeah. real. Yeah, good. good. So are you, Paul? I am, yeah. It, it hurts when you, when you move out to the, the neighbourhood, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. still adjusting to my new surroundings. <laughs> and, and the only one left in Egworth now. Well, actually, James Pearce. Of course. Probably shouldn't reveal that. <laughs> in case there's lots of weird people hanging around Egbeth. Anyway, Theo, Theo, you're just a southerner. Yeah, full stop. Yeah, I'm nice. told I got a farmer twang every so often. Yeah, and you you enjoying living in Birkenhead at the moment, though, aren't you? Oh, it's lovely. Yeah, it's like a home away from home. It's uh, quite nice when it's not snowing, so you can uh, actually get up to work. What's your favourite tunnel? Queensway. <laughs> Great. So you can tell, so you can tell we're filling time. What's your favourite tunnel, Sean? Oh, I got Queensway as well. Yeah, good. Solid. Yeah. Good tunnel. Clean sweep? I suppose, yeah. Patrick. Yeah, yeah, there you go. All of us. Great. Well, Paul, you've been Liverpool writing this week for your sins. Yeah. Um, but you've, you've brought us some great stories, Paul. It's been really nice. Um, the biggest story, <laughs> and probably most well-read, um, has been you just being bad news ghost yeah. and knocking down rumours that Liverpool are going to sign Paolo Dybala and, and Matthias De Litt. Uh, tell us more. Yeah, Um Dybala, it was an interesting one, wasn't it? Come from a report in Italy earlier this week. Interesting is not the word I'd use. Well, it, it claimed <laughs> that Liverpool was serious about signing at the event's start. And I don't think it, it took a great leap of faith to suggest that Liverpool wouldn't be spending, you know, €100 million Euros plus on a striker when attack is one of the best positions that they've basically got boxed off amongst Sadio Mane, Mohamed Salah, and Roberto Firmino. So, um, checked it out and so on, did a bit of digging and found out that the pool aren't looking to spend huge amounts on, on anyone in particular this summer, and that included Paolo Dybala, as it did uh, Matthias De Litt. Um He's the 19-year-old Ajax captain who's uh, centre-back partner for Virgil van Dijk for Holland. Um, plenty of talk of him, plenty of interest in him. Um, Ajax superstar at such a young age. But uh, it doesn't look like Liverpool are going to be spending big on him either this summer. Um, and as I say, it's, it's going to be uh, pretty much a mother stat like this summer so the pool spends 170 million last summer on Naby Keita and Fabinho Jadon Chikiri and Alisson but it's not looking like it's going to be anywhere near that this summer and might just be a bit of fine tuning from Jürgen Klopp That's Friday room courtesy of Paul Gorst yeah. <laughs> Apologies Theo is, is that the right approach from Liverpool do they need to spend big this summer should they keep pushing or do you think it's a, it's time now to allow some of those players that they signed to sort of stamp their mark on the club uh, I suppose it depends how they finish the season. Like if this squad goes on to win the Premier League or the Champions League, then you say, yeah, that's in a good state. Um, I suppose there is still some gaps there that do need filling. Like um, if you're going into the new season with Divo Carigi as your only substitute striker and you're relying on Brewster to step up, that's an obvious 
place where you want someone to come in. Um, it looks like Alberto Moreno's off, so there you want a left back as well. But the majority of the squad have done a good job, and you're looking at it and expecting, say, Naby Keita to step up. Uh, Jordan Shakiri's not really done it second half of the season, so the players are there. But if you compare it to a Manchester City, their depth is always stronger, so I think you should always be looking to improve. Um, just depends who leaves. John, I'm glad Theo said that because if you look at City, they don't stand still, do they? They always seem to be pushing. Um, some some news this week that they're after. Um, I can't pronounce it. Son Aguirre, yeah, who's a very very good player. So Man City never stand still. They're always looking for another signing. Is that the approach Liverpool have to take, or is it difficult? You know, Theo talks there about they need a left back mm. and perhaps a forward, but a left back and a forward perhaps wouldn't get the team would they next season because of what Liverpool have already got it, it is difficult but I think there's, there's a couple of cautionary tales if you look at this season Spurs being the, the main and obvious one with the adding well, they didn't sell anyone did they last yeah. summer and then you know the, the, their season show promise and they're still going, going strong in the Champions League and could progress further in that but the, the title challenge sputtered out pretty quickly really they, they were like right up there with, with uh, Liverpool and City and then and then in a space of a few weeks fell away to, and it's now quite a significant gap um, and this is maybe a kind of slightly more dangerous shout, given that City could could be on for a quadruple. But if you look at how Liverpool have reeled them in, they signed what was it only Mares last summer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously, like the lads have said, they they got fantastic depth. They're, they're the defending champions. You know, it's the competition for places was kind of already there. Um, but yeah, it's 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 very very dangerous to stand still in this league. So um, obviously, you know, Gusty's delved into it, and and it, you know th- those names have been knocked down. But I suppose as well to to maybe kind of fly the fly the flag for positivity. It wouldn't do Liverpool to kind of be saying that they, they have got money to spend at this stage. And, you know, um, I'd, I'd be surprised if there weren't some additions in the summer, even if it is more, like Gorsley said, a bit of fine-tuning, a mm-hmm. bit of just competition rather than, you know, a couple of stellar names. Before everyone says FSG this, FSG that, do you think this comes from Klopp perhaps more than the owners, Paul? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, FSG have have shown, haven't they, since, since Salah came, really. They've, they've broke the transfer record a few times, haven't they? Andy Carroll was the 35 million record for, for what, six years was he? And since then they've had Salah, Oxlade-Chamberlain, Alisson, Cater, Fabinho and Van Dijk who've all come in for more money. So I don't think the owners are scared of spending it these days. I think Klopp's more um, looking to get his play. Like he said it last week, they need this, this squad's not at the end of their development. It's only mm. you know the, the middle part or, or or even the beginning. It doesn't mean to get it that long. Um, and I think he'd rather just keep it as it is. And just a little tweak here and there. Okay, every team in the world will, can, can improve and can get a better player in such and such a position. Liverpool are no difference, but for the fees that are that are talked about, I think Liverpool might be best served just, as I say, just fine tuning and and um, just getting in one or two where where it might be needed rather than wholesale changes and another two hundred million pound outlay. But then uh, FSG aren't shy to put in a big money surprise. We've seen in the past Bobby Firmino, that came from nowhere. Mm-hmm. Fabinho last mm-hmm. summer. Yeah. And yeah. then um, they'd spent quite a bit of time saying, oh, a move for Allison's not going to happen, a move for Van Dijk's not going to happen. And they brought that in. So I suppose it's quite smart from them to play their cards quite close to the chest at the moment when you're still, what, two, three months away from the transfer window actually opening. Mm-hmm. Definitely. John, there's a lot of talk about Dybala. Let's just say is one of those paper talk mm-hmm. players. But when you think about Matthias Delis, it it probably makes more sense, doesn't it? You know, he's a young player with a hell of a lot of potential. I'm sure Liverpool, as well as a number of other clubs across Europe, mm. will have watched him. Will will know what he's all about. But are we almost forgetting that Liverpool have got a centre half who, I think many would argue, is England's best young centre half who's just been out injured with a broken leg for half the campaign. Yeah, I think so. But then, 
there's there's not question marks, but there's 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 been injury mm-hmm. issues with Lovren. Like Matip, to be fair to him, is having a sustained spell of form and fitness, which is I don't think any of us would really have expected him to have to Go maintain and touch this some wood somewhere. <laughs> yeah. That'll do for now. Um, yeah, but I, I do still think that you could arguably in, improve centre back. Certainly, if not. I agree with you on Gomez. If, if if you're looking at Van Dijk and Gomez as, as number one and number two, which it currently is, if, if everyone was fit, um, then that's that's quite a big ask to improve on that. But um, overall, in terms of the three or four options that are there, I think you can you can make the case for an improvement. And and then you'd free up Gomez maybe to cover uh, at right back like he did yep. for Trent early on in the season. Um, and then there's a possibility, yeah, if if, if Lovren or Matip do do look to move on in the summer for guaranteed first team football, it's it's I think it's one of the remaining areas where you could say Liverpool can could still strengthen, um, even if it is like a third or fourth choice rather than a second one. But that's that's kind of what you need, I think, at the at the top end of the league. It's what I think Chelsea have always had in their in their kind of best Premier League teams. City now, I suppose, have got top class centre halves, even if a couple of them are getting on a bit. So um if I think if the chance was there, it would be a great move for Liverpool. Okay, another great story this week, Paul. Um, Trent Alexander-Arnold signing a lucrative new deal with um, Under Armour uh, sponsors. Um, And he's going to invest the money into uh, the local community, isn't he? And I mean, it's the sort of story you you don't see often, do you? But for such a young lad, it's... It's a gr- it's a really great gesture. Yeah, Tell yeah. us a bit more about, um, about that. So we signed a, well, he's set to sign a new Under Armour deal, as you say, multi-million pound um, a year contract. Um, the Daily Mail reported that it's going to be around about 1.6 million a year, but we, we're led to believe it's, a, it's those figures aren't quite correct. But it's still a, a multi-million pound a year deal, and he's um, as you say, yeah, he's, he's investing it back into into the Liverpool economy, so he's going to build um, loads of football pitches and. Basically, just trying to get um, young young people playing football again. Um, he, he said it himself back in November to James Pearce that um, he'd love to see another scout to come through to the Liverpool first team. And I suppose this is kind of part of his thinking: building pitches around the city, uh, spending millions of pounds to do so is, is just such a, an incredible gesture for a lad who's only twenty years of old, uh, twenty years of age. So, yeah, brilliant story, um, brilliant player, and, and it all seems like he's a brilliant lad off the pitch as well. So, fair play to him. Future Liverpool captain, all three agree on that. Well, he said he wants it, doesn't he? Yeah, I, I think so. I think he's one hell of a player. Yeah. And just seems like a really, really great lad. Uh, elsewhere, Genie Wijnaldum, Theo, he scored last night for Holland. I think it's the second game running. He scored. He scored a few. For his country, um, for a few, a few. Since the start of the Nations League, they've been playing him in this attacking midfield role yeah. in a four-two-three-one, and he seems to be either scoring every time they link up. Or um, get winning penalties, getting assists, uh, seeing quite a few runs forward. And I know quite a few Liverpool fans are saying, well, why can't he do that for Liverpool? But it's a very different formation. Mm-hmm. Even when Liverpool have done 4 2 3 1, it's Firmino who's beyond the striker. Yeah, yeah. Vinaldum has never had that role since moving to Anfield. Um, if you think back when Fabinho was struggling a bit, uh, it was Vinaldum who was doing so well in the holding role. I think that's testament to his ability that you can play him at Liverpool as, a, say, a number six one week and he can do a great job. And then the next, he's number 10 for the Netherlands. Um, we've seen the last few weeks, he's looked a bit tired, maybe not been on form. So at least uh, him going away, international duty, getting that goal, winning a penalty, is hopefully a good sign coming back from the international break, finding a bit of form. Would you not like to see him perhaps, let's say, Liverpool play Fabinho, uh, Henderson and Wijnaldum in the same midfield would you not like to see him as the more advanced of the three and, and sort of unleashed to the, we did see that against Bournemouth didn't yeah. we yeah and he got his yeah. goal didn't yeah, he? Yeah. Yeah. So. he played well that afternoon would you yeah, not this, this player we saw, thought Liverpool were signing when he came from Newcastle because yeah. he was always this attacking midfielder I think he played a bit on the left as well but it's only really been in um, I think was it PSG away where he 
finished on the left or maybe Napoli away. Um, he's never really been used in those attacking roles by Klopp. It's always been in the middle of the park. And I think there must be a reason there. There's the same thinking behind, say, Jordan Henderson. Under Brendan Rodgers, we saw him as this box-to-box midfielder and he's always been a lot more withdrawn. And for fans, and you can see the players and see how they've done in the past and go, why is he doing that? But Klopp's very... Um, I suppose he sticks to his what he believes in, doesn't he? And he's had rewards with it, the players. So it just shows what he wants to bring to the squad. And if Vinaldum can offer something different there, it's, I suppose, good that he does have that ability to go further forward if needed. Um, he's probably going to need to offer a few more goals going forward mm-hmm. during these final couple of months of the season. And it's mm-hmm. also an alternative to Oxlade Chamberlain. But that's why they're there, aren't they? To have that range of abilities. Mm-hmm. It's, you've mentioned Oxlade Chamberlain, so we'll stay with him. He and uh, Joe Gomez, Klopp predicted will be back fully fit after the international break, Sean. Are we pr- perhaps guilty of putting a bit too much pressure on on both the lads? You know, they're coming back from long-term injuries, especially Oxlade-Chamberlain. Um, we're not going to see the best of him until next season, no. realistically, are we? No, I think so. And and yeah, you're right to say that maybe the pressure should be dialed down a little bit. But I think in, in certain respects, certainly in the case of Gomez, they're coming back into pretty good situations. You know, the... Um, like we were saying before about Matip, um, I'm not even sure that Gomez would, would come straight back in. Yeah, you know, at, at the minute he doesn't kind you, of you really can't need to. justify it. Can yeah, you? not absolutely not. And like Lovren's return to fitness, so suddenly there's there's four options where there were kind of you know two before. Um, and Ox, given given the nature of his of his injury and the fact that it's been much more long term, yes, everyone is saying you know he's got all the attributes that Liverpool's midfield currently looks like it's lacking. But also, I mean, Kate has had little knocks, I think, a little bits of illness recently, and. There's suggestions that he'll be fully fit after the international break again. Uh, hopefully, Shakiri recovers from uh, uh, his knock as well. So, uh, again, there's, there's there'll, be, there'll be a multitude of options. And I think, you know, we, we've we've said on pods, we've tried to be a little bit cautious. As much as it's great to, to have Ox back, I think, you know, a, a, a big appearance from the bench and like an atmosphere changer. Um, and, and then just what, whatever we get beyond that will be a bonus. I don't think we're going to see too much of him uh, for the rest of the campaign. Is that the big question now? Paul for the rest of the campaign the, the makeup of that midfield finding the right balance in each game to give Liverpool not just the, the, the right base but the, the right attacking um, players because Klopp's tried a few different players there this season and, and I, I think it's fair to say no one's really nailed down the position for their own yeah that's been the, the issue for the whole season hasn't it everyone can name the back five and the front three and then it's just who who fits into the midfield and it's Klopp's kind of taking a horses for courses approach depending on who they're playing against it would be quite interesting to see Ryan Alden push further forward into that number 10 role because, as Theo says, he, he was scoring goals for Newcastle when Liverpool actually bought him that summer, I think. I seem to remember him getting either a hat-trick or was a four against Norwich. Four. Yeah, four. Yeah. 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 Uh, and that, that was in that, that role where he could kind of burst into the penalty area in the time of his run as well. So uh, Liverpool fans haven't really seen that side of his game and at a time when some are questioning the creativity of the midfield, maybe... That could be an option at some point. Um, it'd be one that I'd like to see. Um, ditto for Naby Keita. Um, there's some trust issues there in certain games. Um, hasn't played as much as he'd like and as, as some fans would like. But again, maybe he's an option in that attacking midfield role. And Shaqiri, um, he's another one, isn't he? Fans have been questioning where he's been for the last couple of months and he started the season so well. Um kind of had a, a great first half of the season and a bit of a subdued second half so um, there are players in there and if Klopp can find that formula then um, you know that'll be a great help to the front three because when they're not firing such as Mohamed Salah as well as he's played he hasn't scored for seven games but goals in the midfield will certainly help out 
you know, the burden on the likes of Mane and, and Salah and Firmino. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. If everyone's fit and perhaps at the best, how, how would you make up your, your midfield? Um, I don't think you can make a case for dropping Fabinho. I think he's been superb since he broke into the team before Christmas. Wijnaldum, he's Klopp's go-to guy, isn't he? I think he's, he's played near the 40 games already this season. And then I don't think you can name... I, I don't think you'd have... A set midfielder, I think I would look at the opposition for everyone to play, so whether that's God. Jordan Henderson, <laughs> Navigator. Get down G- off that <laughs> fence. I'm, I don't normally get on the fence, but I'm on the fence on this one. Um, I couldn't I couldn't make a case for Adam Lallana um, being first choice. Probably couldn't make a case for Milner being first choice every week, but his experience and know I was needed in certain games. But I think Fabinho and, and Wijnaldum would make up two-thirds of it. Theo, can you be brave where... Oxlade-Chamberlain. Oxlade-Chamberlain, yeah, well, there you go. Sean? Um, yeah, well, I get, agree with both the lads. I think Fabinho and Juan Adam are locked down. And, and in terms of what we've seen from all the other options that Gorsi's listed, I think Oxide Chamberlain is the one who offers the most that we've seen. So, yeah, that, that's safe. Yeah. The only thing there is um, with Naby Keita, it's like the player the fans think he is. Yeah. So, yeah. if we see that, you'd say him. And then it's with Oxide Chamberlain can get back to the levels we saw last season. So, it's what fans remember or what they think they know as the best player. That Oxide Chamberlain might not exist anymore. We don't know. Well, so, <laughs> it'd be very, very sad. Um, I, well, to be fair, I, I still want to scratch that Naby Keita itch, and I, I just need to know. I need to know. It's mm. like it's like having a girlfriend that you once loved, and it sort of died a bit. But you, you want to see if you can rediscover it. I, I, <laughs> slide back into the yeah, DMs. I want to slide back into Naby's DMs and, 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 and get him playing. Um, so there you go. Well, start to cry. Right. Anyway, uh, tomorrow Liverpool play. Liverpool legends play AC Milan Glory, which is AC Milan's legends team. Um, Gorsi, you're heading down to, to see some of them today, aren't you? Yeah, um, I am, yeah. It's a, these games are quite good, aren't they? I mean, we've, we've seen Liverpool play Bayern Munich before, Real Madrid. Um, it's the first time I think they've played Milan, yeah. the rematch of, of the Istanbul final. Um, I think, Sean, you've got the squad there. I'd like you to get it out, please, because I'm struggling. But, Gorsi, who, who are you looking forward to seeing tomorrow back in the red shirt? Yeah, if you need it. To be honest, I'm looking at players who, who are, you know, aren't as advanced in the age years, shall we say? So maybe the likes of Daniel just, yeah, so, bit, so you're not looking forward to seeing Alan Kennedy then, is what you're saying? Well, you know, he's a little bit before my time, as is John Aldridge, <laughs> uh, as much as we all love Aldo here at the Echo. Yeah. Um, looking forward to seeing Aga. Um, Liverpool fans love him, don't they? Oh, I um, love Daniel Agger. Yeah. He's just cool, isn't he? I just want to, I want to have a beer with Daniel Agger yeah. and just talk about... I don't even, We don't have to talk when about Fossey. Whatever he wants to talk about. Whatever he wants to talk know, about. watching on yeah. Netflix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> be great. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that'd be one, wouldn't it? Um, mm. Patrick Berger. I think God. it's his first time he's been involved in, in, in one of these games. No, no. He's no, been, he's involved, been involved, involved in a few. Yeah. Yeah. He's cool, isn't he? Another cool cat. Yeah. Um, Sammy Appiah. The legend that is Sammy Appiah. Yeah. Um, Do you see all the fans um, jumping on him in um, yeah, yeah, Bayern? Yeah, it's absolutely yeah, mobbed. Yeah, it's brilliant. And um, personal favourite, Robbie Fowler. Um, yeah. My all-time Liverpool hero, so always yeah. good to see Robbie Fowler. And yeah, it's a, it's a stellar lineup, isn't it? Bjorn Torquavami, the, the hero of last year yeah, yeah. In, the, in the 5-5 draw. <laughs> um, but yeah, th- th- these are great games. I think, uh, I think it's maybe the fourth year in a row Liverpool have, have put on this game. I remember... Carragher against Gerard, yeah. the likes of Henri and John Terry, and, and I think Didier Drogba played. Steven Gerrard's playing. 
yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it, it's you know it's, it's a good thing that they do join the international break in, in March, and um, looking forward to, to to seeing some of the AC Milan players as well. To be fair, yeah, there's some, some decent ones. Though. Yeah, Theo, you strike me as a man that likes these sorts of games. Who, who <laughs> pick out some of the ones that you're looking forward to seeing play, and, and perhaps why? Um, it's, my squad's not as up to date as Sean, so I'm not sure if I've got the same names on it. Um, is Turk out still on it? Uh, yeah, Dirk's, is, yeah, Dirk's yeah, still playing. Yeah, yeah, he was meant to play that. in, was it the Gerard Carragher one, and he dropped yeah, out last yeah. minute. So I think this is the first time he'll actually be back properly playing at Anfield. And no, he, he was there last year. Was he? Yeah, he put one on play for Fowler and it went in off his stomach from he, about a yard out. He's the sort of one that you think will, will dominate this sort of game, isn't he? Because yeah. mm. Dirk will have kept Just himself in tip-top shape, won't he? He's still, what, did he retire? Not that long ago, really. Yeah, scored, he, scored uh, a hat-trick on his... the league with... Final, didn't he? And then yeah. retired. Yeah. He came out of retirement well. briefly. He was like um assistant coach at a lower league level. Was he, yeah? And uh, they had a massive striker school shortage. <laughs> so he like finished the season playing up front for them. Yeah, he was a just a great a great player, great man. Love I love Dirk Out. I don't if you don't look Dirk Out, there's something wrong with you, I think. <laughs> Everyone here loved Dirk Out. Yeah, yeah. Nothing yeah. Wrong with scored um, big goals and big games to be fair to The him. man for the big occasion mm. always. And Go then on. Uh, another one who probably didn't do it as much as we'd like to in the Liverpool shirt, Gibral Cisse. Oh, again, I mean, it's funny because you, you look at these the, the lineup to, for these games, and there's some players there that didn't quite do it when they were at Anfield. But there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of love for them when they come back. It's a good occasion, and um, it'd be great to see say back in Liverpool. Yeah, he still played his part in some of the uh, yeah. the biggest games of Liverpool's history. Yeah, he had the horrendous leg break, didn't he? At, um, was it Blackburn? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah another one the, yeah. against China. But came back towards the end of the season up Liverpool. Got over the line against Chelsea in the, in the semi-final of the Champions League, and then in the final, he, he was just staying on the halfway line, mm. wasn't he, to keep keep Milan stretched mm. basically yeah. for, for the ball over the top. Um, scored in the final, um, yeah, and then scored in the FA Cup final. To be fair, yeah, to him. Got great, great goal, great goal. Um, so maybe cult hero, but perhaps his impact's been little underplayed over the years. Yeah, love um, the manner of Frodgen as well. So well, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> didn't, didn't yeah. mention that, did yeah. you? Looking forward to seeing him back. I bet he's still. You can still play. Sean, who's on your radar for tomorrow? Um, agree with Ghosty on Fowler. Always like seeing Fowler. I think he's got the armband tomorrow, yeah, so yeah. he'll be he'll be trying his hardest. Steve McManaman as well. I think probably looking at this list, one of um, one of the most exciting players and probably one of Liverpool's kind of slightly underrated players. Yeah, said. huge. Uh, one, yeah. Of, one of England's most underrated yeah. players, yeah, I'd argue. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah, I mean, it was more the way he left, wasn't mm. it? Yeah. To, to get yeah. remembered. Absolutely. But, you know, his accomplishments for a, a club level are phenomenal. Always like watching him and, and the way he links up with Fowler as well. So that should be good. My prediction will be after about 30 seconds, we'll be getting tweets going, Gerard could still do a job for us here. That's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. Oh, it's, the, it's the staple of the Legends games because, you know, to be fair to him, he's always very good in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He keeps um, himself in great shape, Garcia. Oh, I follow yeah. him on Instagram sometimes he's doing. He did like 60 odd press ups in one go the other day. It's unbelievable. At all. I can do six. <laughs> <laughs> six more than me. <laughs> Go on, sorry, Sean. Um, no, that's it, really. I, I just think it'll be, be entertaining. Like you say, the last one was, was five all. I think Liverpool beat Madrid 4-3 one of these games. They're, you know, they're, they're great. They're, they're excellent. And, let's, let's have a little look. Um, you know, it's the squad. I can't wait to see Jimmy, our friend Jimmy. Jimmy back. Yeah. He's um, mine and Gorsty's best mate, is he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He struck up a... a- yeah. Great relationship, didn't we? I mean, Genuinely, it was, it, was, it was great to listen to him. He was, um, he was really, really interesting. And again, uh, a hero of Istanbul. None of us just said Carragher. Oh, Carragher, of course. Yeah, you, you kind of got, <laughs> yeah, it does go without saying. Carragher, it's great to see. Jersey Dudek, I think, um, love to see him back at Anfield. He's, he's again, another nice guy, great player. Um, Salif Diaw, there in the Legends. I mean, one, yeah. an interesting one for Legend, but tell you what, he's another 
Again, it'd be nice to see him back in a red shirt. Yeah. And Vladdy. Vladdy who's, in, who's in the Milan squad? Oh, this one's great. Yeah, go, on, go on, go on. Right, basically most of the 2005 team. Right. Yeah. So, Cafu, Dida, Costa-Curta, Gattuso, Gilardino, Inzaghi, Kaka. Kaka! Oh, he's going to he's gonna tear them apart. <laughs> Danikolovsky, Kaladzi, Maldini, Nesta, Perlo, Rui Costa, Serginho, oh. Yapstam, and then they've got a few others who have been around like in 07. Go on, just tell us, tell us. Just do the whole we've got, we've got plenty of time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, see, remember the ones I missed out here. Abiati, Ambrosini, Boriello, Cafo, say his name right, Cafu, Carboni, Costa Curta, Dida, Favalli, Fiori, Gattuso, Giardino, Inzaghi, Giardino? Janikolovsky, Kaladzi, Maldini, Nesta, Oddo, Pancaro, Perlo, Rui Costa, Serginio, Simic, Stamp, Storari. And I'll be quite good if I've got three quarters of those pronunciations yeah, right. Yeah. Do you reckon they're, they're going to have a point to prove? Like, I reckon that's what they've done. Ever, I reckon there'll be a little bit <laughs> of needle. I mean, they did get revenge, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. 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 Strike five, isn't it? What only Shevchenko and Crespo missing? Yeah, yeah. So, so they're not going to score, same. but the rest of the but team they won't concede. So they're not going to have a five-five draw like it was against Bayern. Then <laughs> you can't see him. We need to see Kaka, won't we? Yeah. Oh, what a, what a yeah, player he yeah. wasn't. It wasn't even that long ago that he retired, was it? No, he was over no, in America, wasn't no, he? he? Finished yeah. with like Orlando. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I think there's still some tickets remaining for that. So if you you're at a loss of something to do tomorrow, I think it's definitely worth going down there. And we'll finish off with a little chat that we had in the office the other day, which I, I really did enjoy. Um, we we were just discussing your worst shouts that you've ever had in football, and I'll, I'll reveal mine, and then I'm gonna show up and a friend who does listen to this podcast. I've shown up before on the pod, so I think he, I don't think you'll mind. Uh, first of all, I, I remember sitting in, in Australia uh, on my gap year and, and watching highlights of um, Liverpool 3, Man City nil, watching Andy Carroll bang a couple in and confidently predicting that he'd be the next Shearer and Liverpool had signed one of the best English centre-forwards around. I, I was absolutely made up with him, thought brilliant in the air, great left foot, huge presence. It didn't quite work out. We still, you know, we'll, we'll always have the, um, the semi-final. Yeah. And I've still got a lot of love for Andy Carroll, but yeah, it didn't quite work out that way and left with egg on my face. Sam French, you listen to this podcast. Hi, Sam. Um, you did have Sheru on your back of your shirt. I, I haven't forgotten that. Um, Bruno Sheru, 28, on that awful black shirt. So um, if you're listening, that was terrible. Uh, Sheru was sure. worse than Carol as a shout. Yeah. Yeah. I was with you on the Carol one at the time. To be fair, there is a man sitting in this room yeah. who went to Lazio and watched Sheru tear Lazio apart in a, a summer friendly and was convinced. It, it was all there. The, the white boots, the you know, the passing, yeah, the good little pot shot on goal. I, I just thought it was <laughs> it was all there. Julio signed the Frenchman, you know, he must have known that market. How could this go wrong? And, you know, he'd had some astute signings already, hadn't he? Got like Haman in, Hippier in, yeah. uh, Gary Mack on a free. To be fair, Julio's credit was still in the bank at that yeah. point, wasn't yeah, it? You know, yeah, it, was, absolutely. it was when yeah. I mean he had that awful summer. summer but, yeah. It was but, that one, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. had like six weeks he was an actual baller he scored a winner against Chelsea yeah, didn't he he got a brace against Newcastle in the yeah, cup yeah. he had yeah. a good month I'll, uh, I'll cling to <laughs> that to be fair I defy anyone to go back go, go back you can watch highlights of that game um, yeah. on YouTube and just watch him He's, he looks he does look like the next of that the Lazio game the yeah. Lazio game just Liverpool Lazio Bruno Sherry it's like that and honestly he, he looks great but um like Sean's still up and been brave I've been brave Paul <laughs> yeah Alberto Aquilani um, when Xabi Alonso left I was Disappointed, like, like you would say, for all Liverpool supporters. But I thought Aquilani knew he was Italian international. Similar kind of player, excellent passer. Mobility wasn't on his side, but he didn't really need it because he could pass, pass the life out of anyone. 
And then he came to our field and he was injured. And then the big worry for me was when he recovered from his injury and then he missed a game at home, away to Fulham with illness. And I was thinking, oh, this guy just isn't up to it. And Doesn't want it, does he? No. Um, aside from a performance at home to Portsmouth, he was just a complete waste of money. And Liverpool spent 20 million on him and never got anywhere near anything back from him. And it was just more a waste. I remember that Portsmouth game and I remember thinking he's turned the corner. Yeah. We've got a player. No, wrong. See, um, I've probably got another shirt shout. Um, I remember it was the start of the 08-09 season and I got a couple of shirts. Um, I was thinking I was going to get Ryan Barbell on one, but at the last minute that I used it. <laughs> I went for Robbie Keane. Oof. So I had that yeah, on the back I, of the grey away one. To be fair, I... He wasn't bad. He shouldn't have, shouldn't have sold them. No. I mean, obviously, we'd, we're not privy to what happened behind the scenes at, at that stage, but on the face of it, Liverpool were crying out for a a backup striker that might have got them over the line and those draws that basically meant they couldn't win the league and Keane would have been ideal. He wasn't He wasn't that bad, Keane. He did score seven goals. Mm. Um, it's not to completely to be sniffed at. He just didn't seem to fit in. But I, when they signed him, I thought, you know, signed a decent player from Tottenham, mm. a, a decent club at the time. And I, I thought quite quite a sensible signing, but just for some, one reason or another, it didn't work out. Yeah. Um, you, you get your hopes up with strikers, don't you, as well? If yeah. I'm... To throw one more confession out there, I always thought Morientes and Cissé would be the perfect partnership. Yeah, you know, yeah. you had the mm. airily dominant one and like the one who was absolutely rapid, could play on the last shoulder, but never really worked out. Um, Outshone by Peter Crouch. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think you know, you weren't the only one drawn in by Morientes, no. though. No, no, no. Yeah, no, it was uh, yeah. the experience and the pedigree was there, wasn't it? But we've done well enough, haven't we, with uh, centre forwards in recent years and. I've been fairly spoiled, haven't we? So, yeah. Was anyone desperate to see Lazar Markovic play a little bit more when he first arrived? <laughs> Come on, I would kind of been the only one thinking, oh, why don't you just give him a game? Give him a little run of games? Silence. It, it, yeah. <laughs> he, he came to the pool with a bit of pedigree, didn't he? And people mm. knew who he was because he'd played for Benfica. And when when they watched him play, I was thinking, what's he actually good at? Like, without being too, too disparaging, he seemed relatively fast and that was probably about mm. it. Um, a colossal mistake, that one. Nice hair. Maybe. Maybe. Won't even give him that. No. no. Well, I'll, <laughs> I'll make another confession. I didn't think Roy Hodgson was going to be as bad as he was. Based on his time in Fulham. Fulham and, uh, well, Switzerland, Swiss national Sweden. team, Sweden. Um, but I, I don't know, I just thought at the time it was clear Rafa was going to get the booth and, you know, he'd done all right with Fulham. I just thought, you know what? They could do worse. <laughs> they couldn't. They couldn't do worse. Following <laughs> on from a similar thing, I thought Joe Cole was going to be was going to be a really good mm. signing. Yeah. And then he got sent off at Arsenal on the opening day, and he never recovered, did he? He was always stood like a pregnant woman, wasn't he, trying to breathe with his hands <laughs> on his hips? Yeah. And I, I, to be fair, I I liked Joe Cole when he was at Chelsea, but he just he by the time he got to Liverpool, he was just on on the at the end of his career but he was only like 28 it was weird because he, he just won the league with Chelsea I think he scored against Wigan on the final day of that season and within the space of five months he'd just fallen off a cliff he'd had a bad injury hadn't he he'd like missed the last few months at some yeah. point so he, they were getting an overweight Joe Cole mm. <laughs> he didn't really want to leave London mm. any other confessions that we want to get off our chest do you want to do a few younger players like the youth ones you thought were going to make it big I'll say Danny Pacheco yeah, Danny Pacheco he was one yeah Gerardo Bruner do you remember him? Ends yes. up at like Blackpool and in the last league. score against Cambridge United in the next yeah. game once. Yeah. I, I thought Suso was going to be Philip Coutinho Mark too. No, they, uh, I think yeah. many of us did. I think many of us did. Latalic and Pongold, do they count? Yeah, I suppose they, they, had, they had their contributions in the Champions League. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, it was so, a, very much uh, was back in them. But you know, they had their, they had their, their moments, I suppose. To be fair, Latalic, the worst thing Latalic ever did was get those blonde oh, braids. Oh, <laughs> the way, absolute joke. Yeah, yeah, awful. Well, on that bombshell, I think we'll leave it there. You can obviously tell that we've been desperately trying to fill half an hour in the international break. But do tell us your worst shells. So I'm quite interested in hearing them. Give us a tweet or let, leave them on the Facebook page. We'll be we'll laugh at you. We'll have a good laugh at you. And, um, and then we'll be back Monday to dissect this Legends game. Look towards Tottenham. And, and then, Hello. yeah, hopefully start looking towards some actual real Premier League football. See you then. Ta-ra. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.